This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 2, Episode 16, Extraordinary Measures. And let's start it off with our one and only announcement for today. The submission deadline is fast approaching for your questions for post-game chatter. So you guys want to send those in to us. We've collected quite a few, but would love to have more. Uh, as many questions as you ask, we will answer in our very final recording session of the series with the entire cast. And the deadline is episode 18. Uh, the day that episode 18 comes out will be the last day that we will be accepting questions for post-game chatter. So listen to episode 18 and fire away. Uh, you can submit your questions on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or fanmail at essentialnpcs.com. And that is the only announcement we have this week, so let's dive right into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. This Words with the GM is about Series 2, Episode 15, Best Laid Plans, which we get up to a little bit of sneaking and then have a lot of combat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was a sh it was I believe the shortest episode we've ever aired. Um and it clocked in episode alone, no intros, nothing else. I think clocked in around 55 minutes and 9 minutes into it is when everyone has to roll initiative. <laughs> so you get like about 9 minutes of like Cashmere floating around a little bit in the astral and then bam, combat <laughs> for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, those beast spirits were really tough. Uh, it took like all of us like coordinating minus cashmere to like take care of them. And then like <laughs> cashmere kept on like going and like hitting the mage and then like coming back and then he would go and hit the mage again. And like the mage like wouldn't go down and we're like fighting these like hardened beast spirits. And it was like, I was a little afraid that we were going to die in a Faraday cage. <laughs> <laughs> Mouse's greatest fear. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. So Shadowrun, um, I can't, I can't remember if we've said this before, It was, uh, uh, but it was Dan who uh, uh, several, several sessions ago uh, said uh, off mic that Shadowrun is a uh, game of intelligent enemies uh, in ways that something like you know, Dungeons and Dragons often isn't. Um, and that's because you're usually fighting against equally, if not better trained uh, opponents who will make this smart decision to try and save their own hide. So like the mage got an initiative pass when, uh, when Kashmir, uh, wasn't attacking him head on, like Kashmir had pulled back. And so the mage was like, cool, I'm going to heal myself. I'm going to use this moment to, <laughs> to get myself back up. Um, also, uh, the moment the mage tried to cast a spell at, um, Kashmir and Kashmir reflected it back at the mage. Uh, that is an advanced, uh, technique, the reflection technique mm -hmm. that only, uh, defensively specialized magicians can do. Not every magician can reflect a spell back. Almost every magician can counterspell, but not send it back. So the mage being like a shaman or something, he knew that like he couldn't 
best him at like like he was just going to always have things reflected back at him. It was just like going to be harder. Like obviously this person was cashmere, like the mage identified cashmere at that moment as someone who is very, very capable of uh, negating spells. And so the mage said, okay, cool. I'm not going to try and, you know, fight uphill on this. I'm going to run up and punch him in the face with my weapon focus. <laughs> you can't counterspell a fist, motherfucker. <laughs> and so then the mage did that. And Kashmir was like, oh, and like Kashmir got hit hard. And then you guys had to deal with beast spirits for a while. <laughs> yeah, which is something that I think isn't really supposed to be fought by the mundane. No, uh, spirits have... Uh, a, a decent amount of hardened armor that doesn't do anything for them against a magical based attack. So, um, hitting him with a sword or a gun or your bare hands as, <laughs> as boomers, like I grapple it, um, is ill advised in some ways. Um, it's definitely harder to hurt them with things that aren't magical. Yeah, as a Decker, never really thought I'd be fighting spirits. Always thought the mage would be taking <laughs> care of those. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but it, it, it actually worked out because uh, the spirit whiffed on its uh, on its save against your, uh, against your sword. Glitter. And uh, MVP glitter. And, uh, and so you just damaged it so hard with that, uh, with that attack because you got so many net hits that uh, it didn't matter about its armor. You, you did it. And then um, uh, after that, he had so many negative modifiers being grappled and super wounded that Boomer was able to kill it with his knee. <laughs> um Meanwhile, the other snake, uh, kind of uh, going back to talking about the intelligence levels of the the um, enemies that that I, as the GM, uh, put you up against in mm-hmm. in a game like Shadowrun, is uh, uh, the spirits. They're relatively intelligent, but like they, sh- th- these are particularly these are beast spirits. So like they're not like super super smart. So in contrast to the mage, uh, who I can pretty much think of what I I think is the best tactical decision for him to make and have him make it because he is intelligent and trained for these situations. Uh, The spirits, not so much. A little bit, yes, but not completely. And uh, so there is that moment where um, there is the spirit that Bumbles ran away from after turning on the Noisquito, and then you ran by to go join Boomer. um, And he had choices basically that spirit could have gone after bumbles followed you identified cashmere's limp body in the elevator as uh, a threat because killing him would protect its master um or there was also the noisquito just like in its face like attacking it like visually and sonically um and uh in a situation like that where i'm not 100% sure what the npc would do i roll for it um i uh rolled a logic and intuition test and in my head i set a couple different thresholds um making a list uh from most advantageous course of action to least advantageous course of action and setting a number of hits for each of those choices. Uh, and I believe the most advantageous thing for it to do would be to identify Kashmir as like the big threat to its uh, master and just eat him because he's defenseless. <laughs> um, and so that was a pretty high threshold to be able to like think through that out and identify it in the middle of this fight. Um, and one of the lower, uh, options was to just 
swallow this noisquito whole because it's in his face. Right. I imagine <laughs> it kind of sounds like a an alarm clock on steroids where it's just like, meh, 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 yeah. flash, 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 flash. And like, who wouldn't just want to be like, hum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what was your favorite part? Um, I generally try not to pick um, combat parts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Little hard with this episode not to pick a part in combat. Yeah. I like the part where the elevator doors opened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would probably say um, uh, when Bumbles ran into like the closet and was like, <laughs> can I make an IED. <laughs> yeah. That was so great. And I wanted him to pass that test so much. I mean, he rolls so many dice for that and he got no hits. It was so depressing. Cause I was like, yeah, dude, this is your specialty. Make a fucking, uh, make a little bomb. But it, like he did, he got nothing. And so I was like, nah, you're not sure you can try again next turn. And he was like, I, there's no time. <laughs> uh, so what was your favorite part? Um, my favorite part was, uh, you, as a GM, you, you kind of build uh, relationships with your different players. You know, like you can kind of start to predict what they're going to do. Like right before they do it, you can realize where their head's at and uh, see it coming and be like, yeah, do that. Or no, God, oh no, he's going to do that. Um, in this episode, there was definitely a yeah moment, which was uh, when, when uh, Boomer handed you his gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe... Uh, it's in the recording, which is, uh, he says, I hand my gun to mouse and I just start laughing. <laughs> like I just go, ha, ha! and like no one else is laughing, just me because I've already figured out what covert's up to and what he's going to do. Cause I've played with him so many times. As soon as he did that, I was like, he's going to fucking like re- wrestle this snake. <laughs> <laughs> and, sure, and then he goes, and I grapple the snake. And then everyone else at the table goes, what? And so it was just that fun moment as a GM where you where you're on the same page with your player and uh, and you you kind of feel that camaraderie like yeah we can key off of each other. I thought you were laughing because he handed the gun to Mouse, who literally cannot shoot a gun. <laughs> uh, so that's why I thought you were laughing, and then it turned out you were laughing because he he's putting a giant bee spirit in a headlock. Like an idiot, <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful idiot, and I love him. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's enough. Uh, let's see what you guys are going to do now that you've uh, crushed the opposition uh, in the basement. Um, so let's move on forward to series two, episode 16 Extraordinary Measures. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Mouse. I'd tell you all about me, except I don't remember it. The first thing I can remember is waking up in Doc's clinic a year and a half ago. Doc's a big, scary-looking troll, but he saved me from dying that night and took me in. Really, he's a big softy. I mean, he's not soft, but he's nice. And since he took me in, he's kind of felt like my dad, if I had a dad, which I don't, I don't think. But I do have a little sister, Sierra, and that's where things get complicated. I didn't even know she existed until Doc brought her to the clinic. He told me that a man died to save her from wherever she was and that we had to hide her away. It cost a lot of money that I didn't have and I'm pretty sure that Doc called in a lot of favors to make her safe. I've always owed Doc for making me a part of his family, but now I owe him a lot more. I wasn't sure how I was gonna pay him back until recently. That's when I found out about the Matrix. 
and I just get it. It's so fun to go in and fly around and break the rules, and apparently that's what makes a good decker. And I'm a really good decker. So now I've got a way to pay Doc back for saving me and Sierra by shadow running. He isn't too happy about it, but he would never tell me what I can't do. And even though I'm bad at telling what people are thinking or feeling, I like to think that sometimes when I come back from a successful run, he's proud of me. I was born Edwin Corvo, a dryad, but you can call me by my street name, Bumbles. I spent much of my life in England evading the ire of my father. I earned it first for mum's death and childbirth, which to this day, I contend is much more his fault than mine. When I turned 18, he put me to work in his factory, so he could both keep an eye on and berate me. Unfortunately for him, my attempts to upgrade the assembly line resulted in a large explosion, completely wrecking the factory. I decided to flee to the countryside where I ended up at a small university. There I made the friends I never had as a child, but presenting myself as a fellow student got out of hand and I ended up unofficially attending university for the next three years. That is until another experiment of mine went awry and I accidentally detonated the entire chemistry department. Knowing this would draw the attention of my father, I quickly left the country. My expeditious retreat put me in debt, however, and I was put to work as a shadow runner to pay it off. Turns out, I'm quite the talented rigger, and folks now pay me to blow things up. I'm meeting interesting people, making friends, and acquiring more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I got my own car. I was even able to soup it up a bit. My only regret is that I didn't come to Seattle sooner. Oh, um, hi. My name is Sora Matasara, uh, but on the streets I go by Kashmir. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old human living in the Bellevue neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, I grew up in Japan, tutored in magic at the insistence of my... my father, uh, a higher-up at Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Uh, it wasn't the best time in my childhood. Between my mother leaving us and uh, the rigorous magical tutoring provided by my father's company, as well as well, my father in general, at least I always had my spirits. Um, I didn't get to have any real metahuman friends growing up, but my spirits were all the friends I needed. Eventually, I wanted to take my magic and my spirits and, and test them on the streets, but my very first run went very horribly wrong, and I had to leave Japan. But now I'm here in Seattle, uh, going on runs, doing karaoke with my spirits, uh, just living the life. Oh, and why Kashmir? Uh, well, it gets quite chilly at night, and apparently I'm the only person in the shadows who recognizes the value of a good cardigan. <laughs> Their loss. Hoi chummers, they call me Boomer. Not sure if it's because I'm an Aussie or if it has something to do with my work. Nah. Anyway, my job's to either shoot Drek, chop it up, or break into it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how stealthy a big red Oni can be. Now, I've gone and pissed off the Vori, my former employers, so I've been keeping a low profile. A Yakuza boss I hate to kill, Yama, is now my best friend and fixer. Long story there, mate. He's been keeping me busy, 
finding me work, keeping the Vori off me back. Thanks, mate. I may be on the run, but I enjoy getting to be my own man. So, it's time to race some hell and geek some hoops. Look out, Seattle. It's Boomer time! The last time we left our Shadowrunners, they had infiltrated an Astral Preservation Society fundraiser. They schmoozed their way uh, to avoiding uh, being ousted as sneaky, sneaky Shadowrunners uh, with some interesting uh, fake identities uh, made for them uh, temporarily by uh, their employer, uh, Bryn, or Pretty Bee. They got into the elevator that led down into a basement that was a Faraday cage uh, that contains a vault, um, which is their target. They have been hired to break into said vault and collect two awakened paintings from an up-and-coming artist. Upon entering the basement, they uh, decided uh, to be a little sneaky at first, uh, and Kashmir zipped out in Astral to get a lay of the land um, and was spotted by a security guard who was a powerful mage with two snake-like beast spirits that almost took out Eraga. Mm. Um, and the mage itself almost took out Kashmir, but with some insane sword work from Mouse and an extremely uh, dangerous gambit from Boomer as he engaged the beast in melee combat. Uh, they took out one spirit and then Kashmir successfully uh, gathered himself and d banished the other spirit after Mouse basically backhand slapped the mage <laughs> with the flat of her sword arm uh, to knock him out. It's all hydraulics. <laughs> They have finished their combat. Uh, they are uh, a little separated in the basement, but Mouse, you are standing over the unconscious mage, uh, and you look up and you see a large vault door. And when I say large vault door, I mean like probably like eight feet tall and uh, four and a half feet wide um, rectangle. And uh, Boomer, you're in the hallway uh, tending to your very, very bruised knee. And um, Kashmir, you're still floating in Astral over Bumbles and Kuraga, who are standing right in front of where the uh, second beast spirit disappeared as it was banished. What do you guys do? I'm going to um, take out my plastic cuffs. Okay, plasteel cuffs? No, the the Oh, zip ties. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um and put them on Well, first I'm going to clean my sword off. Okay. On 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 his clothes. Okay. Cuz I have a really nice dress on. Yep. And <laughs> then I'm going to zip tie his hands and take his gun and his um Brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. And, ooh, I'll put them in my arm. It'll be exciting. Okay. And then, ching, ching. And then um, I'm going to check um, to see if anyone upstairs has figured stuff out. Okay. Uh, Bumbles did successfully attach the data tap to give you guys a connection to the, uh, uh, the outside world, outside of this Faraday cage, through a hard line uh, on the intercom. Um, 
So uh, you tap into that, and uh, you can't see anything because you don't have any marks on that host right now. Oh, I guess I have to get some host's marks. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to try and look through the cameras or anything. Yeah, I just want, like, I just need, like, a comm link, the security guard comm link. I mean, do you want to just, like, listen in on their... Yeah, I just want to hear if they're, like... Okay, so you can either, I mean, you can either hack the host or there are several pans uh, who are guarded by that uh, cyber deck that you detected. Yeah, I want to just, just one of those pans. Okay. Um, While Mouse is doing that, I'm sort of coming back, I pop back into my body Mm -hmm. and get up and dust myself off and I go over to Kiraga and I say, go, make sure Araga's okay, I'll... I'll call Eraga back to to heal him later. Just go and make sure make sure he's all right. Uh, very, very quickly, uh, Kiraga spins around in like a whirlwind and just whoosh, disappears. Great. I turn to Bumbles. Okay. Um. Are you ready to go to the safe? Yeah. Okay. Uh. When a spirit eats your drone, where do the drone parts go? They disappear with the spirit. That's bullshit. <laughs> Uh, Mouse, how many hits did you get on your hacking test on one of the pans? Six. Okay, you get a mark. Okay, um, I want to listen in and see um, if anybody was like, hey, what was that noise? <laughs> I want to snoop. Okay. Four. Four? Yeah. Uh, you snoop in on the comms, and you hear uh, basically a lot of uh, shorthand security guard talk, uh, like C6 moving to position seven. Okay, A2 moving to position 7. Red 5 standing by. Red 5 standing by. <laughs> okay, but it doesn't sound like they're like, converge. No, it sounds, like, it sounds like they're, uh, you know, and you get like, you know, uh, we have a drunk uh, puking in the bathroom. Uh, E4, do you want to come in here and give me a hand with this guy? Uh, yeah, so cool. I wipe that. I okay, guess. you drop those marks. Yeah. Scrub your deck. Um, so when I come over to Mouse and I see this, this mage tied up, uh, what, what's he got on him if I dig through his pockets and stuff? Uh, he's got, like I said, he does have a short band radio. He's got a comlink. Um, he's got a cred stick with like a thousand new yen on it. All right, I'll take that because he owes me. <laughs> um, Actually, and I'll take all of it because he owes me. Uh, he has a, a submachine gun, a small submachine gun, uh, holstered um and with that a couple magazines and the one that popped out when mouse uh spoofed the command to make it eject the clip oh i didn't take the gun away already i thought I oh yeah you can't fit that in your arm it says a small smg oh right yeah so you can fit it in your arm I never mean, mind if he somebody has wants some, it he has some ammo magazines on him <laughs> uh, but i find the radio and the comlink and the cred stick then yes he had a gun do you want it um I mean, I think Boomer can probably do more with it right now. I will want it later. <laughs> I hand it to you. I don't really want it. Okay. She pulls it out of her bicep, hands it to you. Uh, okay. Um, uh, over the DNI. Hey, Boomer, come have a better gun for now. All right. Boomer limps around the corner. Yeah, did you see me finish off that spirit? I saw it from two angles. It was amazing. <laughs> Right. Here, take this gun. <laughs> oh, Mouse, 
did he have something like a ring or something on his hand? Because he punched me in the face in the astral and it hurt really bad. Oh, uh, yeah, I took it off of him. Uh, it's these um, hand metal. Uh, she pulls out some brass knuckles. <laughs> oh, interest. Very interesting. Um, yeah, sure. I'll, I suppose I'll take them for now. Thank you so much, Mouse. You're welcome. The, the, ma- the magic. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or else I wouldn't that really be, yeah. makes more sense. I yep. didn't understand. <laughs> uh, Bumbles, you're surveying the door? Um, yeah, I am curious. Who would, what, what is this radio for? Like, who's he going to radio in a Faraday cage? Uh, you haven't seen anybody else in here. I just want to pop open this radio. Okay. Does it look like a normal radio? It does. Okay. I'll keep an eye on it as I inspect this door. (laughs) Oh, um, maybe we should switch his plastic cuffs for some mage cuffs. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. Uh, you slap on some mage cuffs on the guy. He is thoroughly restrained. Okay, so how do we open the door? It didn't show up on my matrix perception, so it is not wireless. Boomer? I'm, you know, doing my thing on it. You're trying to look for structural weaknesses and stuff, or Uh, what are you... Well, I guess I'm just sort of taking a look around, see what I see. Okay. See what can possibly be manipulated. Roll industrial mechanic. Uh, That's two hits. Okay. You see... uh, a keypad attached to the door. Um, it's a very simple-looking keypad. It's only got uh, eight numbers. Um, and you kind of can judge by looking around, like, the edges. Like, it is it is a vault door. It has, like, the pistons, the hydraulic pistons that... Uh, uh, and if, if the uh, keypad isn't put in correctly, they will not disengage. Um, kind of, like... Ding, ding, ding. Uh, like tapping the thing with your ear to it, you get the idea that uh, your rating six explosives could, uh, you could set them as directional charges to eliminate those pistons should you need to. Oh. Before we do that, is it something I could probably take care of with my locksmith? Uh, You could attempt to. And while he's doing that, I'll do my idea, which is to cast Mind Probe on this guy. See if he, if there's like a button or a, or if he's seen it opened or something. Okay. Maybe, you know, he might know something. All right. Roll for your Mind Probe. That's four hits on Mind Probe. Okay. Uh, you get some recent memories. Uh, you get to experience the, uh, uh, the fight from his his perspective, um, and uh, you you see him uh, basically you like kind of get a flash of him coming down the elevator, and uh, when he enters, uh, you know the doors open and he reaches he like kind of goes down to his radio and he's like A six I'm stepping in clear A four come on in, and uh, he walks up changes the guard. With the uh, uh, with someone else who was standing there, uh, and that person gets in the elevator, goes up, uh, and then he uh, is standing there for a little bit, sighs, 
you know, you kind of like are fast forwarding through his memories. He walks over and like gets some snacks from the thing. He summons his spirits uh, and has them start patrolling. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, then he's just standing there and then the combat ensues. Okay, so I just saw him take take You just saw him take a shift. Yeah. And then everything since then. Mm-hmm. So nothing really useful. Nothing to get into the vault, no. Right. I I come out and I, I look a little bit disturbed. I just I have a much more punchable face than I thought I did. <laughs> it was very satisfying watching that from his perspective. <laughs> so I mean I can try and tap into the keypad, but is somebody like good at like I would just have to run an algorithm and it would take maybe a lot of time. So if somebody's like better at it, maybe we could do that or maybe we could just blow it up. Well, uh, unlocksmith. You got four hits on locksmith? Yep. And then I will astrally project myself in there real quick to see what I can see. Uh, Boomer, you uh, work on the screws of this panel and you lift it up. And you like take a glance, glance, uh, glance at it, and you have no idea what to do. <laughs> and you're well, like, that's no. Yeah, it is. It is. A, it is a. You don't actually think it's a maglock. You're not sure. It like you've seen maglocks before, right? But this one's like different. It's very, very high tech. You've never really broken into like a vault before. Well, I guess I'll go look on the security guard see if he's got any uh, keys. Uh, you don't find anything else on the security guard. Um, Kashmir, you float through. Mm-hmm. You see some mundane stuff around. Uh, the ma- the mana barrier uh, that encompasses the basement also encompasses the vault. Um, and you're like kind of looking around, and you just see uh, beautifully from the inside, uh, looking at it astrally. Um, it's like this wave of calming emotion, and there's this seascape. Uh, that's uh, that's in front of you, and it's just like the colors are more vibrant than colors can be in real life. And uh, every single color has an emotion with it. Uh, every wave crashes, and you feel it kind of soothe you. And then you look over, and you see like uh, a mountainscape, and uh, like birds flying by, and it's like this like ray of sun coming through the cloud and everything is just like totally at peace in the world as you look at these two awakened paintings in the astral space. Wow. And for a moment you forget why you're there. You're just like taken in completely by these two paintings. Oh, right. And then I just, I quickly look around the rest of the vault for anything I I can see. Uh, It doesn't seem to be anything else. I materialize. Cool. Uh, You do that. Um... (laughs) You see the two paintings. They're really cool. They're moving. Um, <laughs> They're just not near as good. Yeah, the paint, the paint on the canvas is actually like moving around as if it was sentient, making these a moving scene. Sure, but uh, it, you just can't get the full experience right, from... Mm. Right, uh, from, from looking at it through like mundane, right. uh, the filter of the mundane. It just, it's, it's cool, but like not nearly as much of an oh, experience. Such a shame. Uh, and then you look and you see uh, a couple statues wrapped up uh, in like, you know, plastic and protective stuff. Uh, a couple more, uh, original paintings, uh, all of which are mundane. Uh, and you see two filing cabinets and that's all you see in here. It's a, it's a relatively small vault. It's not like a huge vault. It's, right. it's like, uh, maybe six foot by eight foot, uh, squares or rectangular space. Mm-hmm. Um, just enough to like store some stuff. Uh, and yeah. Okay. Then I come back 
I relay that information as well as we we can relay that to Bryn. Because um, that's what he, he wanted to know what else was in there. Oh, well, yeah, you can. Oh, do I have to do that? I have to do that. Anyone can use that. Oh, that connection. Oh, well, uh, maybe this time he'll want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> and I, I shoot him a text of the things I found. And I try and fail um, to keep my description of the paintings short. <laughs> um, so you're like rambling on. He's like, oh, I get it, Kashmir. What else, what else was in the vault, Kashmir? Oh, um... Well, there was another painting, and it was no. Like an besides ocean. the awakened paintings, I, I I know the awakened paintings. Oh, I'm... but do you? <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna pop this baby open. Okay. Uh, you go ahead and roll demolitions for me. Oh, can we tell if it's why? It, it can't. Well, we would know if it was wired to anything, right? Well, I mean, I could directly plug into it. Right? You could? Yeah. Let's try that. Okay. Right? Still, I mean, it takes Bumble's a little yeah, while to... Yeah, it takes him a while to, like, set it up, right? Yeah. So just to make sure that it's not, like, programmed to, like, set fire to everything inside if it's broken into or something, right? So mm-hmm. just kind of get the lay of the land, see if I can unlock it, but... Go ahead and uh, so you you walk up, you plug your yeah. uh, oh your God. universal data Maybe matrix connector. perception first. Uh, it's I... not wireless. You have to be plugged into it to perceive it. <sighs> okay. So you can plug into it and then perceive it to try and see what you can see. Yeah. Bumbles, did you roll your demolitions? Well, I, I stopped when everyone seemed more keen on using other ways to get in. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, if you keep setting up, because, I mean... If we can get in without leaving a bunch of explosive foam behind, that's probably preferable. <laughs> he says dejectedly. Six. Okay. Uh, this is a rating five host um, that exists purely inside this door. Okay. You uh, can't really. You just know that the door is linked to it, and that's about it. Okay. Um, being don't... directly connected to the door doesn't offer you any benefit because it is a vault, and uh, the door itself is the host. So the direct connection uh, circumnavigate or the the way to circumnavigate most hosts is to directly connect to something that is linked to it. But since this is actually the hub that controls the host, it is a rating five host. Right. And I didn't see like any like suspicious bits of code from the outside of the host, which you technically are. You can't tell. You have to get a mark to enter the host and then you can see what is actually. I'll do that. What kind of uh, security suite this vault has. Uh, I begin in AR sketching designs for a combat harness <laughs> because I have been utterly ineffective for, you know, the last 18 seconds <laughs> and uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> How many marks are you going for, Mouse? Just one. Okay. How many hits did you get? Three, four, five. You got a mark. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Yeah, you got your mark. Uh, you can now enter the host. Are you doing this in VR or AR? VR it okay. is. Uh, Mouse sits down. She, you all realize, like, it suddenly occurs to you that Mouse, like, sword punched a snake and then, like, sword slapped a powerful mage, all while wearing this really nice dress and uh, fancy high heels. And she just kind of, like, sits down, like, primping her dress around her legs as she sits down cross-legged. I'm beginning to formulate more of my idea. 
<laughs> and she kind of leans back uh, and goes into VR, uh, her body going limp, her consciousness moving directly into this host. You, uh... I'm here to heal you if you need it. <laughs> uh, Mouse, uh, you enter this host, and it is just black. You're just floating in blackness as your little uh, mouse avatar. Okay. Uh, it seems to be like zero gravity. You're like floating there like, whoa. Sure. But like when you think you move. Right. <laughs> um, so can I matrix perception? While inside the host, yes. Okay. You get so many dice. Six. Okay. Suddenly in the darkness, little lights, bing, 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 start showing up and you start to get the lay of the land. Sure. Uh, it becomes this kind of like grid above you and below you that you can float through to these different orbs of light. Uh, you can see the door controls uh, to uh, try and bypass them. Um, they are heavily encrypted and have a data bomb on top of that, so you'd have to defuse the data bomb and then break the encryption. Um, you also see uh, that this has uh, this host has uh, some gray ice, some acid ice, and a scramble and probe ice as well. Okay. Um, effectively meaning it will link lock you, dealing stun damage, um, and wear, uh, wear away both your data processing and your firewall every time it hits you, and uh, get multiple marks on you. Um, and uh, on top of that, you see kind of floating above the grid uh, a, a patrol ice that is looking for anything... Uh, out of the ordinary. And every time you do a matrix action against this host, the patrol ice will have an, uh, an opportunity to spot you doing it. Um, as it is actively looking for anyone doing anything in this host. Okay. Um, uh, beyond the door controls, you do see, uh, an encrypted file that, uh, is, um, security protocol, mm -hmm. um, which you imagine would be where you would find anything like, Alarms are triggered if this thing blows up, like stuff like that. Okay. Um, so over your AR displays or your comms or whatever, they basically tell you that there's some countermeasures and that I'm going to disable the security measures first. So if I can't, if I get stuck, you guys can still open the door. Well, that's disconcerting, but... Stuck? Yeah, there's this thing, it's called ICE, so it's intrusion countermeasures, basically. Um, and uh, there's one that if I do anything in here, it might notice me, and then another one might come up and, like, stick me in here. If we unplug you... I'll get dump shock. It will hurt. But you won't be stuck with ICE monsters? <laughs> <laughs> um... I have a very limited understanding of the Matrix. <laughs> right. It's it's like being locked behind a door and I can't unlock it. So, yeah, if you unplugged me, I would be pulled back out. Um, but doing that because my brain is literally in the door right now, um, forcibly being pulled through basically a, like a keyhole will hurt a lot. Right. So last resort. Yeah, if I stop, like, responding, it might be a good idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, this security um, security protocols file uh, is encrypted, um, but you don't sense any data bombs on it. 
I don't sense any data. Bomb. Not on the security protocols. On the door controls, there's definitely a very strong data. Okay. Bomb. And you can try and crack that file. And right after you do that, I want you to roll sleaze and logic to try and not be spotted. Spotted. Did we? What happened to the conversation with Brent? Did that just peter off? Yeah. I, I mean, you I were finished. Still, you were still talking to him and telling yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah, the like flavor conversation finished, but I assume I eventually said yes, and then some statues and some right. file cabinets. And, um, when you mentioned something else? When you mentioned the, uh, uh, the file cabinets, he goes, those. Those might be interesting. Uh, let me know what are, what's in those. Uh, as for the statues and the other paintings, I don't know where those came from, and because of that, I don't think it's worth us taking the risk of collecting them. Sure. Um, filing cabinets, though. Very interesting. Right. Guys, we might get extra pay. And not because there's a harvester. <laughs> Three. Three? Yes. <laughs> Wait, I edge it. You're going to edge it? All right, go ahead and edge it. Reroll your fails. I've got bad luck, and I would edge that. <laughs> okay, I hit my limit. Seven. Seven? Uh, so you, you sit there, and you, you pull out your rapier in the Matrix, and you walk up to it, crufflin' at your side. I was hiding. You, it was, this was to not be noticed. Oh. So you got seven hits on your not being hidden. Or, I mean, on your not being spotted. On my not being spotted. Okay. Roll for the crack. Sure. <laughs> I have to edge it. All right, you're edging both. Yeah. Reroll your failures on your crack roll. Otherwise, it's a glitch. Oh, then you just negate the glitch. Yeah. So you don't reroll anything. Yeah. You just turn it off from being a glitch. You just get two hits. I just get two hits. Okay. So you uh, pull out your rapier in the matrix. And uh, you start walking towards uh, the orb of light that is the uh, security protocols, Kreflin at your side. Um, you both kind of like duck down under the tall grass that surrounds you. And you dart forward and like, you know, dash past the thing, kind of like taking a stab at it. Um, and the, uh, uh, there's this kind of like cage of white light around it that was the encryption. And when you do that, uh, the cage disappears. And uh, it's just a white orb now, no longer in a white cage. Um, and you have successfully cracked the file. Um, you hear, vroom, vroom, vroom. you look up and you see this like kind of grayish orb of light floating over you. And it passes and keeps going. What do you do? Okay. Um, I, I, edit, I edit the file. Um, inside the file, you see uh, the security protocol is uh, most most of the matrix security protocol is like hardwired into this thing, which is the like the probe and the the or the patrol and all of that. Like turning off the ice isn't necessarily an option unless you're the owner. Sure. Um, but you can rewrite some things. Um, one of which is uh, who it contacts if it is uh, if it is tampered with. Okay, I can't turn off the. Um Alert, the tamper alert? Uh, the, the tampering alert is simply a, like, message sent to a secure number. Can I send it to one of the Metalinks? Yeah, you can send it to whoever you want. Just send it to one of us. Yeah, I send it to Bumbles. Okay, you rewrite the, the programming so uh, it will alert Bumbles if it, if, uh, it is breached. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to know I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've done that. Do I have to roll again? Uh, that was another action taken, yes. So you have to roll to not be spotted. So this is what it's like for you guys when I'm an astral. 
<laughs> I mean, you're on the DNI. So it's worse. Two. Two hits? Yes. Uh, if you say it with confidence, that makes it better. So you finish, like, you know, you're moving letters around as they kind of, like, hang next to this orb of light, rewriting the thing. You shove, uh, you shove it back into the white orb, like, being like, all right, that's all edited. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gray light, this gray spotlight passes over you and keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go over and uh, to the data-bombed place and try to diffuse it. Okay. I can do that? Yep, okay. that's, uh, that's the door controls. I tell, like, bloop, okay, if you blow it up, it's just going to tell Bumbles. Um, and then I said, okay, I'm going to go and try to diffuse some data bombs. Oh, so you're just going to leave Bumbles' comm number in here. Metalink. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll re-edit it. Uh, so you re-edit it. You don't have to roll a test for it. It's fine. Okay. But you do have to roll a test for not being spotted yeah. as you take another Matrix action inside this host. I rather like the idea of my phone telling me I had done a good job. It can be one of your, it can be one of your Metalinks. <laughs> Four. Okay, uh, you pop open the uh, edit again, you switch it to a different Metalink, or you switch it to a Metalink number, mm-hmm. uh, just a burner phone, uh, not uh, Bumble's actual phone. This uh, gray spotlight hovers over to you and passes by you. Oh, gosh, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you do now? You're going to go defuse a data bomb? Yeah. Uh, Bumbles, Cashmere, and Boomer, what do you do with the information that she just sent you? Hooray. Um, I guess I'm still waiting to see if we can get into this vault without explosives. <laughs> or my way's not work. Yeah. Boomer, you're just like, there's so many wires. <laughs> well, normally you just switch a few of them around and... Well, normally you plug in your sequencer and it figures it out for you, but you, your sequencer was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I put in diffuse. Okay. You fire up your diffuse program. Oh my god, don't blow up in my face. Six. Six hits? Six hits. Alright. Uh you approach this uh this encryptor file has a um uh, a cage around it as well. Uh mm-hmm. this orb of light that is the door controls. And you see this like pulsing energy that is like bouncing around inside that encryption and you recognize it as the data bomb. Um so you slowly lift your little rapier with your little mouse arm. And as like the uh, the data bomb energy is like passing through from one line to another, you kind of catch it on the sword and fling it away, uh, and it diffuses. Um, I need you to roll your sleaze and logic to see if you get spotted again. Yeah. This is so tense. How many hits did you get on your sleaze and logic to not be spotted? Five. The gray light passes over you and keeps going. So I guess now I've got a... You have an encrypted file in front of you, encryption seven. I guess I have to decrypt the file. Um, seven. Seven? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you kind of pull back. Uh, you notice that uh, Kreflin, your little badger friend next to you, seems very concerned with that gray light that keeps passing over you. Uh, and you kind of dart forward and whoosh, 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 with, you know, some swift sword work, you cut away those uh, energy bands that are boxing in this orb of light, and tss, they disappear. I need you to roll sleaze and logic to see if you are spotted. 
Whom. 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 You knew it was coming. Whom. 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 The light passes over you and stays. All of a sudden, configurator. All of a sudden, uh, appearing out of thin air uh, in the uh, host with you uh, is uh, gray ice, acid ice, scramble ice, and probe ice. As the spot, the gray spotlight turns red over you. Oh shit. Okay, so I did tell you that I popped in my configurator. Yes. Okay. You and now I need your roll matrix initiative. She she had only like one action left. What did you get for your initiative, Mouse? Twenty-four. I need you to roll the following resist tests or dodge tests. <laughs> willpower and firewall. That's for the acid. Uh, willpower and firewall again for the scramble. Intuition and firewall for the probe. And fire, finally, logic and firewall for the gray ice. Uh, earlier, I had mentioned uh, that the scrambler did something to your data processing. I was mistaken. Uh, the scrambler actually, once the host has three marks on you, will dump you from the host forcibly. Uh, so there's that. Okay, so uh, there is a green uh, orb of light that seems to be like hissing with like this uh, ominous cloud around it, and it turns into like basically a green laser and zips at you. Uh, roll to avoid acid. Six. Okay. You tumble and roll and uh, it hits the, the grid of light that you're standing on sizzling at it, but you're fine. Okay. Uh, next, the uh, probe attacks you. One. Okay. Uh, so, mouse... Uh, this, uh, gray kind of, like, buzzy-looking one, uh, turns into a little, like, gray laser and passes through you, and you see, uh, a padlock burn brand on your, uh, on your chest. You are now marked by the host. Uh, now I need you to roll to avoid the gray ice. Yeah, okay. Two on 17 dice. Oh, God. I need you to roll a damage resist for your deck, which is um, intuition and firewall for your deck. So roll that. Uh, This is matrix damage against your deck. So whatever bonuses you have to resist matrix damage, apply. Eight. Okay. Uh, Now roll willpower and firewall to resist the uh, the biofeedback, plus any other biofeedback bonuses you have as the gray ice does both damage to your brain and your deck. Eight. Those of you in uh, meat space, you hear Malice go, <gasps> Oh no! Um, and in the blink of an eye, uh, her deck <laughs> lets out a spark. Ice monsters. And uh, her body convulses. Uh, Mouse, you take three stun, and your deck takes three matrix damage. Oh, frag. And as the, uh, as the, the kind of like gray, uh, stone-looking, uh, gray ice, uh, turns into a laser and zips through you. Uh, that brand that you have, that lock-shaped brand, Uh glows and chains spew out of it and wrap around you, and you are now link-locked to this host. Shit. I, uh, I pick her up and I get ready to pull the plug out of the back of her skull. Just let me know. I'll pull the plug. It is your turn, Mouse. Not yet. Um, 
Bumbles, your uh, Metalink lights up. Intrusion alert. Intrusion alert. <laughs> uh, it's the one on me, actually. It's not... Oh, okay. A comlink that Mouse is holding on to uh, starts being like, blink, 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 blink. Blink, 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 blink. Pick it up. And you see that it is uh, intrusion, intrusion. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's uh, busy. <laughs> okay, I, I'll hang up. And there's a, there's a contact authorities, yes, no? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, uh, I'm going to try and edit the file. So you get link locked, mm-hmm. and you turn towards this file. That's the door controls. Okay. Go ahead, and uh, you you pop it open. Uh, it is, you can, you can change the code to whatever you want. Uh, the code itself is another layer of encryption. So if you wanted to see what the code was right now, you would have to decrypt it. Or you could just change the code. I change the code. Yeah. Okay, edit file. Yeah. Uh, I hit my limit at uh, seven. Okay. Uh, you dart forward with a sweep of one of your silver mi- mouse arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pick away the uh, the encrypted numbers and slap on some new numbers. Okay. Um, I can't. I can't activate it though. They need to do that. I can't just open the door. They have to open it? You'd have to do another pass. Basically, you had to, like, then you remotely enter the code. There's not just, like, an override open door button. Sure. That would be nice. Um, (laughs) Yes, so I send them the code. Yep. Okay. I punch it in. Beep, 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 beep. The uh, vault seems to open. Uh, Mouse. Mm-hmm. I need you to roll all of those defense tests again. Sure. Um, so this is the acid. The acid goes first. Uh, four. Okay. Again, uh, the acid zips by you. Nothing seems to happen. You manage to like duck underneath it, kind of stumbling back with the weight of the chains uh, slowing you down in the matrix. Uh, now the uh, probe is going to go after you. Six. The uh, uh, the probe, little buzzy-looking uh, thing, turns into a laser. Zips right at you. Again, you manage to, like, duck and roll underneath it. Um, now the gray ice is going to go for it. Uh, what about the one that gets marked? The, the scrambler? Scrambler doesn't do anything until you have three marks. Then it forcibly boots you. Oh, three. Okay. Five. Again, the uh, gray stone-looking ice condenses into a laser. Whoosh. Hits you again. I need you to uh, soak for your matrix damage and your biofeedback. Seven for my deck. Okay. And now roll for your biofeedback on your brain. Six. Okay. Uh, There's another pop of sparks from uh, Mouse's deck as it takes one point of matrix damage. And again, in Boomer's arms, there's a very violent convulsing of Mouse's body as she takes two more stun damage. Oh, Mouse. Okay, my turn? Yep. Okay, I'm going to try and break the link lock. Um, if she looks bad, then I'm going to slap her with a stim patch. Okay. So uh, you slap it like under her neck. Uh, mouse, you uh, suddenly feel a little more in control. Uh, you don't have any negative penalties. You temporarily heal six stun damage. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> uh, so try and break that link lock. Okay. Three. You uh, get that wave of euphoria, um, and uh, you look down at these chains that are on you, and you uh, flip your sword uh, upside down, chink it in one of the links, and snap it, and all the chains just go. They sparkle away, and you successfully pop out, dropping out of the host. Your consciousness pops back into your body. Your mm-hmm. eyes open up, uh, and there's a, a wave of, of biofeedback damage as it uh, as uh, your connection is severed forcibly. Uh, go ahead and roll um, biofeedback resist. Two. Okay. Uh, her eyes pop open. Uh, she convulses in uh, Boomer's arms, who is holding her steadfast, and <coughs> coughs out a big glob of blood as she takes four physical damage. <coughs> Doors open. Oh, God. Um, heal. All right. Cashmere uh, casts heal immediately. Force four. And that heals four physical damage. Okay. So you're sitting there. You, re- you feel the stim patch on your neck, and you're like, oh, that's why. Uh, and then uh, the sharp, pulsing pain in your brain wisps away, mm-hmm. uh, and the blood pouring out of your nose seems to lessen, and uh, you realize Kashmir has raised his hand and uh, cast heal on you. Uh, the door is open. Uh, I'm going to, seeing that Mouse is okay and tended to by people who are capable of doing anything here... <laughs> I'm going to see if the file cabinet is miraculously unlocked. It is. My God, I have accomplished something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you open it up. Um, you quickly scan through it, and you realize what you're looking at is detailed logs of everyone who has ever bribed Agatha Harding, and with what and for what. This seems foolish of her to just have. Um, <laughs> But it's going to pay very well for us, <laughs> as I, I mean, I assume I can just sort of take photos with my contacts. Yeah. I'll take photos of the entire thing. Okay. Just, you're taking photos. And uh, I, uh, I, I send a, a message to Bryn. I say, do you want the hard copies or will the photos do? Uh, there's, there's, no, there's no response from Bryn at the moment. What are the rest of you guys doing? I'm... A sensing, um, I just want to get a better look at these astral paintings. <laughs> you, you go into astral project, <laughs> your astral perception, uh, and uh, yeah, again, as soon as you you change your uh, your vision over to the astral plane, whoa, this wave of euphoria, the amount of emotion that this woman has poured into every stroke uh, is like jaw dropping and amazing. Oh, I want to Meanwhile, marry her. Focused on getting it out of its frame. <laughs> um, oh, just do that one first. I'm, let me look at the <laughs> ocean one. Uh, Boomer, you go uh, to mess with the paintings. Mouse, what are you doing? Well, I guess I'll stand up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, you, you smell the familiar smell of your deck smoking. <laughs> oh, no, my deck. I can't reach it because it's sewn into my clothes. <laughs> So I will um, get marks on the host upstairs. Okay. So uh, you go to do that. Um, Go ahead and roll that. 
uh, as Mouse is dusting herself off and uh, beginning to hack the host upstairs, uh, you guys get a call from Bryn. Hello. You guys need to get out of there. You guys need to get out of there right now. Fuck. Are we fucked? Uh, um, yes. Uh, uh, right. But not how you think. It's, it's far, far worse. Oh. Uh, Mouse, are you going for one mark or two marks? Uh, two. Okay. Go ahead and roll it. Can I guess? Uh, seven. Uh, Mouse, you get your two marks. I assume you flick on the cameras like you were intending yeah. to. Uh, there's quite a scene happening upstairs. Can I guess? Go ahead and take a guess, Mumbles. Oh, All right, corporate super spy, not working for a corporation, hired by Havoc 66 to plant something because uh, Hellion's a very good decker. Now he's gotten in on the comlink that controls the whole thing, and he's swarmed the house. Man, you're close, but not quite spot on. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you do see uh, that um, the uh, all of the partygoers are on their knees in the ballroom. Uh, they are surrounded by several armed uh, people, some of which are in, like, street armor uh, with 66 pins on their jacket, uh, some of which you actually recognize as the hired help uh, who are holding these people at gunpoint. Um, you see the dead body of Francesca Guevara in the middle of the ballroom um, and uh, circling around the ring of, of prisoners... Uh, is Hellion, wearing his uh, biker jacket and motorcycle helmet with the uh, drippy yellow smiley face spray painted on it. You notice on the back of his jacket, uh, there is it's like a racing jacket, and it's a 6-6 six, six, uh, numbered jacket. Uh, he's walking around. Uh, he is not armed. Um, Mouse, do you kick on the, the mics? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you also notice that you are alone in this host, as far as you know. The the decker, the the decker that was guarding this host is no longer active on the matrix. Right. Um, he's walking around. Uh, you notice um, a couple of the Havoc sixty six members are holding large bags, and he's like, "Come on, folks, put everything into the bags. Everything worth value. Come on, chop chop." Uh, and. Uh, People are unloading their pockets, uh, taking off their jewelry. Ballroom? Does yeah. it have windows? Uh, yep. Um, Bryn is on the line. Havoc 66 has assaulted the ballroom. I don't know why. I didn't see this coming. Uh, the, entire the entire estate is surrounded by Knight Errant. Uh, they have a perimeter around uh, the outside of the estate. Um, Havoc 66 flew in on a helicopter. I don't know what's going on. You guys have to get out of there before they realize you're there. Um, quick question. Just based on your read of the organization, is this sort of a cut off the head and it all falls down sort of thing? I don't think you have a chance to cut off the head. Right, well, I've got all my drones. They don't know they're here. I can just target lock on them and shoot them to death. They have a helicopter active in the area. They could shoot down your drones before they get a chance. How do we get out? The building has gone on lockdown. Uh, you guys are trapped in the basement for now. Um, you're going to have to try and bypass that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Hellion is walking around, uh, and he's just like reaching through the, uh, his armed goons uh, to pluck things off of people. He's like, ooh, this looks nice. Thank you. And uh, he continues to pluck away, and uh, you see he uh, reaches for uh, Beatrix, and uh, he's like, what a nice ring. I'll be taking that. Thank you. And he takes the special ring off of Beatrix's finger. Um, and as he's been tossing everything else into the uh, uh, bin, he goes to toss that. Everyone roll a perception test for me. 
Five. Same. Five for Boomer. Five for Cashmere. Five for Bumbles. Five for Bumbles. Five for Mouse. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, together it equals 20. Uh, all of you notice as he makes the motion uh, to toss the ring into the bag with the other jewelry and money uh, and cred sticks that he's been taking from these people, uh, it doesn't fall in the bag. Uh, he instead shoves it up his sleeve. Uh, and he continues walking around. And um, Oh, so he is a magician. <laughs> he goes, now if you'll excuse me, I have a phone call to make. Uh, and he's like, boys, round them up, uh, get all their jewelry. If anyone tries to be a hero, gun them down. And he goes walking out into the grounds. Uh, you see on the grounds there is a helicopter, <laughs> propellers at the ready in the back of the grounds, right behind, uh, like through like the patio that is nearby the ba- uh, nearby the ballroom. Uh, he goes walking towards uh, that uh, helicopter, but he stops, and he pulls out a comlink, dials something on it, and bring, 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 bring. there's an invitation to join your call from an unknown number. <laughs> Quick question. Yeah. How far are we from, like, tunneling to the surface with explosives? <laughs> Uh, probably less likely than Mouse, like, hacking the elevator to get back up. It's possible, but you remember, your explosives are only rating six. Right. It's going to be chipping away at hard rock with a spoon. It will take a little while. Sure. Bring, 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 bring. Uh, an invitation to the call, and Bring goes, oh, Drek. And, uh, he doesn't answer. Bring, 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 bring. And you, <laughs> looking through the, uh, uh, the camera, you see, uh, Hellion make a dramatic head rolling motion and he presses a couple buttons in his AR and well, well, well. (laughs) (laughs) If it isn't Bryn the Handsome. And what is this? Did you and the old hermit find a new pack of heroes to lie to? Hellion? Don't sound so excited, old friend. I know it's been a long time and you've just been dying to speak with me and I'm sorry. I've been a little busy. And Bryn seems to kind of get his resolve a little bit. Isn't this a little beneath you and your crusade? Stealing trinkets and cred sticks from partygoers? That's not exactly what I expected when you said that you were going to change the landscape of the world. Means to an end, my friend, means to an end. Sometimes you have to stoop low to get what you need. And, oh boy, Bryn, wait till you see what I have planned. Hard to stoop lower than killing your friends with your bare hands. Ugh. This again? They're dead, pretty boy. Get over it. I have. Honestly, they're better off that way. I did them a favor. You found some new friends to play with anyways, and how rude of you not to introduce me. Where are you lot hiding anyways? Mouse, do you think you can break the lockdown? Oh, not a great idea, Mousy. Do that, and I'll know right where you are. And I'll cook you a little brain before you get a chance to run. Do I have paper on me? Like a notepad? I mean, yeah, you have papers in front of you, even. You have a file cabinet full of papers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, uh, do I have a pen? Yeah, sure. You draw schematics all the time. Sometimes you do it on surfaces. <laughs> all right. And I just sort of write out on a paper, um, should I kill the helicopter... Uh, Bryn responds to Hellion, you won't get the chance, Jason. Mouse, make your move. I'll protect you. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
so you you go to break the uh yeah okay uh the call drops oh oh no <laughs> Uh, you guys are no longer in that call with Bryn and Hellion. What do you do? Mouse, you run over and jack into the elevator, it sounds like? Yeah. Okay. I have seen perhaps maybe an opportunity to solve a large problem with a big explosion. (laughs) (laughs) It's hacking, yeah? Am I Uh, hacking? What am I doing? Yeah, you got to get a mark on this thing to try and command it to let, let down the lockdown. Yeah. Uh... Spot takes off. Uh, so, you are you dropping your consciousness into spot or just commanding spot? Um, yeah, I uh, I hop into spot. Okay, uh, you sit down next to Mouse as she's working on the uh, elevator. Right, we're gonna solve two problems here. <laughs> he says that and goes limp. Uh, you transfer your consciousness into spot. Uh, you are now a large, brutal vehicle of death and destruction. Like flying a barn. And pachink, 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 pachink. These uh, little, <laughs> these little uh, circular holes uh, pop open on spot. One in the center uh, and then uh, one on each corner. Uh, like by, two by the headlights on the front, two by the headlights on the back. And uh, uh, out, of the, uh, out of these ports, uh, slowly building themselves. Uh, are propellers, and he starts taking off, what? and uh, Spot lifts up off the ground, um, <laughs> and Bumbles, I need you to roll a uh, uh, pilot aircraft for me at a minus four. Uh, okay. What's the uh, minus four? Uh, it's because it doesn't handle very well. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're, uh, like, any terrain is difficult terrain for you. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to roll my hacking. Mm-hmm. I edge it. Oh, my God. All right. Roll a d6 to see if your bad luck comes into play. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> so re-roll all your failures. Uh, that's six hits. Okay. Uh, you raise up. There's a hard bank to the left as the tires take the roof off of another car. <laughs> and then you level it out and you're like, oh, okay, okay, I got it. This is all right. And you slowly turn spot and just ever so slightly tilt the nose down to start moving towards the estate. Um, Mouse, what did you get on your... Eight. Eight? Um, are you going for one mark, two marks? Two. Uh, Mouse, you get your mark. You can now spoof the command to uh, disengage the lockdown procedure of the elevator. Disengaged. All right, roll it. I spoof the command. Uh, Mouse, you're still in the host, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so looking through, uh, looking through the cameras, uh, you see as um, uh, Hellion is doing something in his AR feed, and then uh, he kind of like backs up. And his head kind of tilts sideways. So, um, as soon as I can see the helicopter and Hellion uh, with Spot, mm-hmm. all of the drones come out. Okay. Spot fires the nose gun, which still contains extra explosive rounds. Right. And all of the drones just start firing grenades. Okay. Is this uh, targeted at the helicopter primarily? Uh, are you where's, trying... where's Hellion standing? Uh, he's a good, um, like, 25, 30 feet away from the helicopter. 
In which direction? Uh, towards the house. Yeah, it's the helicopter. Okay. Uh, Spoof command? Yep. Five. Okay. Uh, mouse, bing. Elevator, shh, opens up. Everyone can pile in. Is someone picking up Bumbles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Boomer picks up Bumbles. Uh, One hand, just toss them on my shoulder. Yep. All right, let's move out. I assume at this point, uh, Boomer, do you have the paintings on you? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't, I'm not even bothering rolling them up at this. Or, or yeah, like you're just carrying. My pants you, you got you point. got two fucking paintings <laughs> in your hand and uh, Bumbles over your shoulder. You all climb in the elevator. Shh. And it starts slowly moving up. <laughs> Bumbles, you get visual on the helicopter, and you are within range. Uh, all of your drones start breaking off a spot and creating a fleet in the sky. Um, roll your attack. Now, is spot firing separately from the drones? Are the drones firing as I a swarm? I don't think... Oh, wait, no, you can't. I yeah. can't spot can't be part of the swarm for this. No, no. So he's going to have a separate attack roll yep. from the swarm, yep. which is firing as a swarm. Yes. So roll for your swarm attack on the helicopter and roll for your spot, spot is attack. gunnery? Yes, gunnery. Okay. Um, are there any countermeasures in the host, like security protocols or like live guns or something that the house has? No, okay. uh, besides the lockdown feature. Um, you're inside the host. As soon as the elevator uh, breaks the Faraday cage area. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I lose downstairs. What if? You lose whatever you have downstairs, yeah. But uh, uh, the call comes back, the Bryn and Hellion call? Yeah. What do you do? It's You don't have to, you can accept or decline. I accept. Okay. Uh, you drop into the call. Ha <laughs> ha, there you are. All right. Uh, interesting. Let me guess. Uh, another one of uh, Whitmore's... <laughs> For the good of the people type runs. Uh, he's saying this as he starts walking uh, briskly towards the, uh, towards the estate. Uh, Bumbles, what did you... Uh... Uh, so Spot, with the Ultramax HMG uh, extra explosive rounds, got seven hits. Okay. Uh, roll for the swarm. <laughs> the swarm got six hits uh, firing grenades a lot. Uh, so the, uh, the fleet comes around, uh, Hellion's mid talk walking and then the helicopter is raked with explosive fire and grenades pelting it. Uh, one of the rotors bends, uh, the, uh, paneling starts getting cooked. Uh, Hellion is like, Another one of Whitmore's little do good for the li- Holy, what the? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and he, like, you see him, like, duck and turn and, like, move back um, as, like, shrapnel goes flying his way, but he's, you know, far enough away. He's fine, uh, obviously feeling the heat of it. Um, the helicopter is still standing as it is a very strongly armored military helicopter that they have. But it's hurt. <laughs> um, where are where is the fleet in relation to uh, 
The elevator. Uh, opposite side of the estate. Okay. Like the building. Like you right. guys are on the west and it's on, the fleet is on the east. Okay. Um, I'm going to do... We're just going to do a strafing run at Hellion. Okay. As the fleet flies over to the other side of the building and punches a fucking hole in the building on the second floor near the elevator. Okay. Sure. Um, uh, are there, like, um, fire alarms and, and, like, a sprinkler system in the house? Yes. Um, and then is the kitchen wireless at all? Some of it is. What are you trying to do here? I'd like to turn on everything. <laughs> so, well, I want to cause kind of chaos. Okay. So, because I'm concerned about, like, the regular people, right? Like, all the people in the ballroom and, and whatnot. And if I can cause, like, confusion, the fire alarm stop going off, they're like... The kitchen like explodes in flames. <laughs> like yep. um, uh, the windows start moving up and sure. down. Move, uh, uh, yeah, you're just flipping every switch on and off that you can possibly flip on and off. Yeah. Uh, roll spoof command for that. Okay. Um, uh, Bumbles, before you get a chance to shoot another one, you, uh, Hellion uh, says over the line, Excuse me, I have a pest to deal with. And then it clicks. <laughs> um, and I need you to roll a dodge test as a rocket comes. Out of the, uh, I knew I should have bought a missile defense system. <laughs> out of the uh, uh, helicopter um, towards you. Okay. Um, so, what's the dodge for? Uh, it's fun? a pilot aircraft. Oh, okay. Yep. Again, at a minus four because you. It is very hard to maneuver this. That is four hits to dodge a rocket. <laughs> four hits. Four hits. The rocket flies at you. You bank. A little too heavily, uh, you turn almost sideways, and um, would you say I do a barrel roll? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Maybe you like thought about it, but then you realize as soon as you turn those rotors upside down, you are a brick falling towards the ground. You do not have enough forward momentum because you were flying right. sideways, anyways. But um, but Boomer can fill you in on this later. Um, this uh, type of rocket is a rocket that when it uh, impacts on the front, uh, that's what triggers the explosion. Uh, for anything but the tip of the rocket to hit anything uh, results in um, no explosion. The rocket continues to propel itself. Uh, this rocket gets thwacked by your mirror, which breaks off. <laughs> that's fine, I don't need it. Uh, but that changes the trajectory of it, and it whoosh, zooms off. <laughs> okay. Um, you can now fire another... Things are going well. <laughs> you, you can now fire all of your arsenal at the uh, helicopter again. Um, I'm... No, I'm not taking a shot at the helicopter now. Oh, right. You, what were you doing? Now I'm taking a shot at Hellion. Oh, uh... So you say we're flying over the estate, right? Right. So is he not in a position? Is he not anymore. Position? He's gotten. He's he ran back in like. A yeah, he's like at the, the like door to the to the ballroom now. Right, and I'm not going to shoot a bunch of grenades into a ballroom. <laughs> so I'm going to make the helicopter go away. Okay. Continue to fire, Mouse. How Nine. did you do on your spoof, man? 
All right. Uh, you all, the elevator's almost to the fir first floor. <laughs> and you all see as lights start changing, fire alarms go off, uh, sprinkler system goes, everyone's like, what? Um, and uh, the kitchen, like, the, all the stoves goes up, uh, the smoke alarm's going, um, uh, shutters are opening and closing, music starts playing in the ballroom, like, just, like, some, like, really, really loud music, like, changing the station every few seconds, white noise, like, crackling. Um... You immediately see, without hesitation, Beatrix Riddle stand up and catch one of the guys who, one of the 66 guys who has his gun trained on her, who's looking up at all the noise and distraction. She snaps his arm and pulls the gun out of his hand and goes, doo, 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 and takes out three more guys <laughs> and starts sprinting through the water that is just pouring down on everybody uh, towards Hellion, who is uh, at the door. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, your attack. Bumbles. Uh, the swarm gets one, two, three, four, five, six hits. Okay. Spot gets four hits. Okay. Uh, like all the all the like explosive rounds went as they uh, hit the uh, the helicopter, um, and then the grenades land in a central spot located on the helicopter, which blows it sideways and tips it over and makes it start rolling down the hill because this estate is on a tall hill. <laughs> uh, as like, gas canisters or whatever on the helicopter just start like going up in the sky. Um, you see Beatrix has made it to Hellion at this point. Um, she's taken a few shots as she runs up to him and he has seemed to inhumanly dodge them. Oh, fuck. Uh, and as soon as she gets to him, she like She's already spent the magazine. She has no more bullets left. Uh, she jumps up and goes for a, a punch, and Hellion just jumps up, roundhouse kick. She flies into a wall, dead. Damn. Uh, okay, guys, so we got our answer. He's both a physical adept and a decker. Cashmere... Uh, Roll a magic knowledge skill for me, either Arcana, Magic Traditions, anything sure. like that. Oh, Magic Traditions, I've got that. Uh, that's three hits. Okay. You surmise what you just surmised, that uh, yeah. that, that, was, that was the roundhouse kick of a physical adept, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and immediately after kicking her... He turns back and sees the like smoke billowing up and like the hears the explosions of his helicopter just like gone, uh, and he uh, um, immediately just starts running, just fucking running inhumanly fast uh, towards the woods. Can I just fire a couple grenades at him? He's really far from you at this point. Like, I mean, because okay. you've been right, 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 going right. the opposite direction of the right. woods, and now he is like, as soon way. as he breaks the cover of the house and you have a clear shot at him, it's out of range. Sure. Um, what are you doing with the swarm now that you're... Right, so they're circling around. Basically, what I want is there's the, the tube that the elevator's in, mm -hmm. and there's a spot on the second floor that it's going to open up. And directly to the right, like the nearest wall, um, I'm going to make a hole. Okay, on the second floor, third floor? Second floor. Second floor, all right, above you guys. Right. All right, you don't have to roll for it. The house shakes, you hear screaming, now that you guys have made it to the first floor. You got the thing, op uh, the uh, elevator opens, the house is shaking, you right, can uh, run up to the second floor. 
I might have forgotten to communicate to the rest of the team, but my plan was we'd just get off the elevator at the second floor and then oh. Spot would be there yeah. at the hall with sure. doors open. So um, Kashmir Kaj- hears this information and he goes, okay. And he leans over and presses two. <laughs> <laughs> The elevator moves up to the second floor. Uh, Spot hovers down, opens up the doors. Bing! You guys get to the second floor. Should we have saved those people down there? What about all the people? Uh, You see in the camera, it's chaos. Uh, As soon as Beatrix made her move, uh, security guards made their moves. People started getting like run out. There's a firefight going on. Uh, but I mean, all of these people have armed security personnel with them. Um, some of which were smart enough not to make their move until now. Um, and as soon as Hellion booked it, uh, whatever order uh, the 66 has is broken down and they are scattering. Um, some of them chasing after Hellion, uh, some of them uh, running towards the front door, stuff like that. Um, and, and there's a little bit of bullets ex- being exchanged, but for the most part, it seems like the chaos... Uh, there's some you could do if you joined the fight. You could probably kill a whole bunch of 66. Um, but, They're uh, surrounded by K.E. Yeah. I have an idea. As soon as we see any of them running away, especially if we see multiple of them, sort of one of the smaller ones... I've got a plan. I've got a thing I'd like to do. Okay. Well, so, because they're like running out of the house. In all right? different directions, yeah. Sure. So as soon as we sort of get into spot, okay. I want to enact something. So you all jump on into spot. It's a little bit of a jump, but y'all make it. I climb in. I even <laughs> make it with, uh, with them on my shoulder. <laughs> and with the paintings. <laughs> um, can you put me in the cocoon, please? I, uh, I open it. Yeah, I'll look at it for a second. Just kind of place them in there. Close it. <laughs> uh, the doors to spot close. You guys start r- riding off uh, any particular direction uh, away. Towards oh, the Whitmore estate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so wait. You... Go down a little bit. Just just go down a little bit. As, okay. I, as I see one like running out the front door, I say, great. Um, and I pick out one of the smallest members of the 66 I can find. Mm-hmm. And I cast Levitate. <laughs> Okay, roll that. <laughs> Be at four six. Uh, how many hits did you get? Two. Uh, you uh, you kind of like. I wish I could at it. You kind of <laughs> lean out the window, and you go to point uh, your finger at one. And you're like, come here. <laughs> um, he he's running, and um, you feel the magic like going out and starting to wrap around him. His legs start like lifting a little bit off the ground, and then the connection breaks uh, forcibly, and uh, you look, and you see one uh, one 66 member uh, who has, uh, like, war paint over his eyes looking at you dead on. Uh, you assume he's probably a mage right. of some sort. <laughs> Do I notice that? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Can I point it out? <laughs> I mean, you, you guys are flying away from this scene. This guy is, like, it's open. No, I get it. Yeah. I have guns that face backwards. Okay, I mean, you can, but there are civilians oh, mixed no, in with all this. No. This is just crowds and crowds it's of people. Both, both 66 people right, and right. civilians I, I running out of here. I get it now. <laughs> is Boomer's sniper rifle in the car? No, <sighs> he didn't bring it. <laughs> Damn. Um, if you circle back, I could probably uh, nab him. <laughs> um... 
you guys start floating up, uh, uh, still heading. In. So um, the drones are going to get reabsorbed into the docks. Sure. Um, in uh, if we go straight to the Whitmore Estate from here. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, it's pretty conspicuous us flying around. Yeah, uh, well, I was going to say, as you start breaking the uh, perimeter of the estate, you see uh, knight-errant cars lined up in, uh, uh, like, all of them in SWAT uniform, like security uh, tech. Um, they spot you. Sure. And, uh, Mouse, you can roll a matrix perception test. Everyone else can roll a visual perception test. Uh, if you don't have low light vision, you are at a negative penalty uh, for it being dark out. Five. Seven. Okay. Uh, you see, wait, seven for your matrix perception test, mouse. Five for boomer uh, cashmere. One. One. And bumbles. I got two. I'm busy doing other things. Yeah. Uh, as all this is happening, uh, boomer, you look out the front window and you see uh, a little bit just slightly behind the maybe like half a block behind the police line floating up in the air almost at the same altitude as you as you a vertical uh floating something and you're not sure what it is it's hard to tell from this distance but you would put it at possibly a little bit taller than you um and it's floating just uh just right there um, Mouse, you did a... How much did you do on your matrix for seven? Seven. Seven. Uh, you pick up a matrix icon. Um, that is a uh, GTS tower. Knight errant issue. Um, so what is that? Uh, Bumbles. You immediately recognize what that is. Okay. Uh, it is an aerial drone rack. Uh, the police oh. use it as a, as a hub uh, for different types of aerial drones to reattach and then move them as one and then deattach uh, dis- and uh, engage. Um, so you're flying towards that. Right. I mean, can I jam their signal? Yeah. I do that. I call Bryn. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're approaching, uh, and you, and definitely you hear, like, below, Oh! <laughs> no! Land <laughs> the vehicle, or we will fire upon you! Upon hearing that, I summon Eraga into spot. Okay. And as soon as Eraga's there, I'm gonna heal Eraga. Okay. From some of the damage sure. that Eraga took. Uh, Mouse, what are you doing in the Matrix? I'm gonna jam signal. Okay, go ahead and roll that. Uh, Bumbles, you called Bryn. Right. Uh, uh, he picks up. <laughs> hey, hey, do I, where, what's your status? What's going on? Sorry, uh, I'm locked out. Uh, uh, yeah, we're making our way off the estate. Uh, if you could make a window uh, around us, uh, there's sort of a lot of night errand. <sighs> yeah, yeah, uh, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. All right, thank you. And uh, he hangs up. Um, and then I have Eraga cast um, Conceal Okay. around us. Um, seven. Seven on... What are you trying to do? Jam? Jam signal. Okay, so you start jamming the signal of the uh, of the tower? Yeah, basically I want to make their, scramble their radar. Oh, yep. Bubbles? How well do you think you can pilot Spot? Very well. Also, I'm going to land soon so I can drive pretty well. All right. I trust you. And I have Araga cast movement. Movement? Um, all right. Roll that. And then I guess Spot has to resist it with body divided by two. 
Uh, so Spot gets four hits. Four hits for Spot. Uh, go ahead and roll Kashmir. Let's see it. That's three hits. Okay, uh, so Eraga conceals Spot. You guys feel as if uh, the... You've felt this before. The, the outside of this car is now semi-translucent, uh, concealing you within it. Um, and then uh, Eraga's eyes flare, and Spot kind of like jolts, but nothing else happens. Um, you're jamming the signals of the uh, GTS mouse. Yeah. Uh, it starts to release drones. Uh, you see ching, 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 ching. Uh, six drones come out. And they are seeming to try and get a ta- target lock, but they can't quite. As if, Bumbles, you've seen this behavior before. They've been given commands, but they're having trouble fulfilling them. Right. Um, Boomer, what are you doing? By God, I'm holding on to those paintings. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got all these matrixy in vehicle and magic stuff, and I'm just good old Boomer. My machine pistol. <laughs> and a submachine gun. Um, you see the drones are trying to get some kind of target lock. They don't seem able to. Um, at this point... Uh, bullets are whizzing past you. Uh, desperate shots from the cops. Um, but you do see some of the cars are starting to move uh, in order to uh, uh, follow you from below uh, to keep line of sight to you. At that point... <laughs> Uh, at that point, uh, like they're having trouble, right? They they like know where you were. Right. And they probably have some mages that can see where you are and are trying to direct people. Uh, like, no, fire to your left a little more. No, no, now to your right. As this uh, as this car is like, this is not a smooth ride, by the way. It's it's it does straight line pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you're all holding on, um, and then. Lights start going out. Street lights. Oh no! Uh, you see as the cop cars, like their their headlights and sirens go off, and they halt, slow to a stop. Um, I need Spot to make a. Uh, well, you have electronic warfare, right? Right. So roll electronic warfare and willpower for me. One hit. Okay. Uh. Your propellers, your connection to spot starts to fade. You are quick enough like to open your eyes and smoothly jack yourself out without like suffering any real dump shock. And the propellers stop. Uh, mouse, you were in the matrix. You didn't really have a warning. Go ahead and resist dump shock as you were dropped from the matrix. Shit. Spot, spot starts plum- plummeting. Okay. What do you do? Wish that I had bought the gliding system instead. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can go ahead and. Yeah. Do I have any sense of what has just happened to Spot? Uh, it was an EMP. Okay. Uh, so the electronics have been right, effectively been... turned off. Okay. Uh, what? I mean, I know you have automotive mechanic. Uh... I have every kind of mechanic you can be. Okay. Um, and you know, jury rigging and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I open up the hood. Yep. I'm going to jump start a brick. All right. And fly it. Okay. 
Uh, so you... Hold on, everyone. Just, um, one second. <laughs> Fucking plummeting, like, reaching terminal velocity almost. The car is just... Uh, the only reason uh, Bumbles has any like control, like everyone's like doing you know, like being flown around and stuff, but but Bumbles is in the rigor cocoon, which is like holding onto him, like he's like a uh, like he's just shaking as the G forces are pushing against him, and he reaches his hands forward, uh, grabs uh, the console in front of him, just like cracks it off. Uh, go ahead and roll automotive mechanic. And this is jury jury rigging, rigging with a plus two. So it's plus two. Yep. Plus ten. What's the damage for um, dump shock? You're resisting six damage. I rolled two. Okay. Uh, so you take four physical. Great. That is five hits. <laughs> uh, he reaches in with one of his tools that he has, like in his in his tuxedo jacket pocket. Uh, pulls it out and just kind of like he's trying he's shaking around his hand is like having trouble even reaching the hole that he just ripped open in the console and then finally he reaches forward and just jams it right in <laughs> uh, roll a piloting test at a minus six for me <laughs> uh, okay um, that's six hits all right uh, the car is falling down the ground is reaching up uh, these Little houses on the on the uh, on the surface of the earth are suddenly revealing themselves to be large estate houses. Oh, um, it should be noted, by the way, as soon as spot was powered on, I immediately hot sent in. Yeah, I assumed. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, spot uh, the you you the lights like the the lights on the uh, heads up display pop up. Uh, the propellers start moving. You guys are still plummeting. I mean, this is a very large car, and these propellers are only so powerful. Uh, it's going down, it's going down, and he pulls the nose up and starts gliding a little more forward than down, and you are just above some parked cars. You barely pass over them, and then you start tapping down with the tires, and you... Uh, yeah, and then I land. You land on the road. <laughs> And uh, you're like a block from Whitmore's place. <laughs> <laughs> All the lights are still off uh, in the neighborhood. All right. Uh, so we touch down. Mm-hmm. I- I'll take a look in the back, see everyone sort of jumbled around all over the place. Yeah, Mouse is like feet up in the air, like in the back. Uh, boomers, ooh, ooh, like, like, like barely, like good thing he got his seatbelt on. And, uh, and I, uh, similar for Kashmir. Uh, I'll reach my hand out and, and pat the dashboard. And I'll say, good boy, Spot. Arf, arf. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we will end today's session. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Tops Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Tops Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.